This is terrible. <laughs> that dish was awful. Mine was so much Mine better. Mine was sabotaged. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Eric I put see that. too much lemon in. <laughs> it's Eric's fault. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Just about 6.12 on Wisconsin's Morning News. So you heard in Brendan Storm Team forecast, partly cloudy skies tonight. There's a chance. If uh, There's a chance. If you have clearing near where you live, there is a chance you'll see the northern lights, even here in southeast Wisconsin. Or from WTMJ's Adam Roberts. Good Lord, what is happening in Wisconsin? Aurora Borealis. It's true. Later this evening, a solar storm is bringing a chance to see the vibrant colors of the northern lights. But there's a lot of variables at play. Not to mention, lots of math. It was my understanding that there would be no math. Well, here to help us break things down and avoid that pesky math is TMJ4 Chief Meteorologist Brian Niznanski. What happens is, is you get what's called a solar flare. Solar flares can be de- detected days out, and you get a good solar flare, and basically it's when the sun decides to basically have its own little explosion, and it sends a bunch of radiation out into space and towards us and all the other planets. And when that radiation hits our atmosphere, it interacts with all different atoms and molecules, and that's how you get the pretty lights. Of course, no matter how strong the flare, you still need good conditions to view the aurora, and Niz says this time around, that could be problematic. There are clouds and there's rain that's in play. It's not going to be a completely overcast sky, but I do think we'll be dealing with enough cloud cover that it's going to be tough to see the northern lights Thursday night. Now don't all groan at once. All hope is not lost. You find a little window, and as we get closer to that time frame, maybe we are able to see on a satellite and computer modeling that, hey, there's going to be a window here of about two, three hours. Then we can pinpoint that. But as of right now, it's going to be tough to do that. Lastly, if the opportunity to see the lights does present itself, Niz has a bit of advice. Much like fireworks, it's better to put down the smartphone and just enjoy nature at work. Yeah, you want to capture it. You want to share it. I understand. It's 2023. But, like... I want to see it with my own clear eyes. I don't want the help of, of, of a phone. And you can sometimes. You just need the clear skies and you need to be away from the city. You need a strong enough solar flare. So when it comes to Aurora Borealis, you may ask yourself, Mash it? And the answer may be no. But for now, keep your fingers crossed, find a spot away from the lights of the city, and as Earth, Wind, and Fire said, keep your head to the sky. <laughs> Adam Roberts, WTMJ News. Oh yeah. You ever, seen him, you ever seen him around um, here? Yes. Uh, very faintly once. It just kind of worked out one night where we could look up to the north and saw a little piece. Did you try? Like you made an appointment to go out and try to view it? It was one of those where we were just driving in some of the rural areas and happened to look that way and said, whoa, hey. What's that green that? thing up yeah. in the sky? Same. Uh, I can't remember. It was a few years ago, when, uh, again, when conditions like this presented and I... I think I was riding into work because, you know, we're super early in the sure, morning. It's yeah. still dark and clear skies. I'm like, what? It was a little unsettling <laughs> at first. Have you seen it, Deb? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, one of those times, like driving around with a friend of mine, all of a sudden we're like, what the? We pulled over and said, oh, and said many things. And <laughs> looking up in the sky, it was really cool, though. The green was amazing. It was like, and you don't expect to see it 
at least even in these latitudes. So, well, If you do have an opportunity to catch it overnight, we'd love to see your pictures. So keep us in mind. Uh, you can always text yeah. them to us at the Old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. If you're able to capture any of the Northern Lights, we'd love to see your pics tomorrow morning. Brandon Snide has sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Don't look now, but the NFL season, believe it or not, is right ahead. According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the New York Jets, led by former Packer quarterback Aaron Rodgers, well, they were the lucky ones selected to serve as this year's team on the HBO's Hard Knocks. Could Rodgers possibly use the platform to go after his old team in Green Bay? Uh, I would be shocked if he used any of Hard Knocks uh, as a vehicle for him to still go scorched earth or rip the Packers. And I, I just, I would be really shocked if he said or did things, not only on Hard Knocks, but once he starts doing press conferences with those guys, et cetera, like, I, I really do think that that chapter is closed. ESPN Milwaukee's Jason Wildey with some thoughts surrounding Rodgers and the approach he could possibly take this season. The stars were out in Los Angeles last night for the 31st ESPY Awards. One of those stars in attendance, Bucks guard Drew Holiday, as he and his wife, soccer star Lauren, were awarded the Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian Award for their outstanding support of black-owned small businesses and nonprofits. When we started our foundation, it was an intense time shaped by pandemic-driven isolation and a widespread racial awakening, promoted by persistent injustice. Three years later, to us, the urgency feels the same, if not more. As proud as we are of the businesses we've helped, we know we haven't scratched the surface on what is needed to be done. And lastly, over to baseball. The Brewers will head out today to Cincinnati to get ready for a pivotal Three-game set that will begin Friday. That same team they just faced off before the All-Star break. They get three more with them following the All-Star break. As it stands right now, the Brewers trail the Reds by just one game in the National League Central Division. Out there in the job search, how do you distinguish yourself among the other candidates? Just show up. Some revealing comments from a guy who hires thousands of workers based right here in southeast Wisconsin. That story next. You know Uline, righty? Like, if you ever drive near the state line, I-94, Kenosha County, imp- Huge impossible complex. to miss. Yep. Building after building, these cavernous warehouses that they have. Uline is best known for, their company line is distribution of shipping, industrial, and packaging materials. But you can get anything in that place. Mm-hmm. And you can get it in bulk if you need it. The catalog, which they still do in print form, is two inches thick. That's old school right there. Yep. All right. And they still do it because some people still like to look through that catalog. Sure. So I was in the warehouses a few years ago, and you walk around, and there are shipping stuff. There are boxes. There's all that. Then there might be a bench. You need a bench for your outdoor space at your business or whatever. There's this bench there you can you order go. from yeah. there. Garbage cans, all just any anything you can imagine, they've got it in these warehouses here in southeast Wisconsin. Uline, if you can imagine, is expanding even still. Four proposed buildings under development in Kenosha County and land the company already purchased, and then they need they need people. In addition, construction already underway at a leased property, a million square feet for this one. That's going to come online in fall, so they're growing their footprint here in southeast Wisconsin. They've got a job fair, big hiring event today, 3 to 6 p.m., and then again on the weekend, 8 to 10 a.m. on Saturday. They're looking for 200 people right now and many more down the road. Now, I could we could come on the air every day, Eric, and fill the entire show Advertising who's got job fairs. Right. right. There, oh, there's always at least one or two 
They just pop in every day. So what's interesting to me about this particular case is, as I mentioned, I visited Uline a couple years ago, toured the warehouses and their headquarters campus, and I got to know the company's chief human resources officer. His name is Gil De La Salas, and my recent conversation with him was really revealing. We are looking for uh, employees both for the warehouse and within customer service. Specifically in customer service, if they're uh, bilingual and speak Spanish, that's also another added benefit. Warehouse jobs start at 25 to $32 an hour working in the warehouse. Customer service, as Gil referenced there, 22 to $26 an hour to start. Good paying jobs, good benefits. Even in a competitive labor market, you still got to get the job, right? So what was interesting to me is what Gil told me about the candidates. Now, he says he's still, they'll hire anybody from boomers down to Gen Zers. So he doesn't have a preference there. He's just looking for some particular characteristics. Personally, I'm, I'm really just looking for someone in their background that can can share some examples in which they were uh, dependable, coming into work, willing to work hard, uh, able to work with others, you know, demonstrate a good spirit of teamwork. Isn't it interesting, though, Gil, that we're talking about um, um, listening to you who hires people for this huge company here in southeast Wisconsin and the distinguishing factors in the workforce now are not necessarily level of education, not necessarily even aptitude. It's some of the basics that anybody can do. Can you show up? Can you be on time? Can you demonstrate a work ethic? Yes, that's exactly right. I think that, you know, the trends that I'm seeing in the workforce and some of it could be the results of pandemic. You know, we just want people that are going to show up. So that's Gil De La Salas, <laughs> oh, Chief geez. Human Resources Officer for a company with 9,000 employees saying, yeah, show up, have a work ethic, demonstrate some commitment to being a good worker, and you're already going to stand out. Doesn't mean you're going to get the job. You, you, in some cases, they're looking for people of with course. experience at of all course. of that. But you, know, you and I have both done school talks, right? We mm-hmm. go to the school. And, yeah. well, how do I get that? I'm like, that? Honestly, that's been my message for a long time. If you can show up reliably, be on time, engage with me or the other people mm-hmm. on your team, show an interest in what this company does. One of the things I've said to, uh, to younger reporters over the years is one of the easiest things you can do is just be on time. Yes. That's the easiest thing you can do. That's the one thing you can always make sure you do, and then everything else you can learn or get coached or whatever, but be on time. Super simple. And anyone can do that. Yes. That's the important and thing. And it's amazing how good that looks. Right. <laughs> like It's like, wow, that guy's prompt. Oh, look at her. She's here. Uh, if you've got the right stuff, Uline.com, the website, for more information on those job fairs that I mentioned earlier. It's that time. Let's celebrate an everyday hero. Who do you got today? Got two people. Everyday heroes. Can you heroes. do that? Do you have the authority oh, yeah. to award oh, yeah. Yeah. two Absolutely. everyday heroes yes. in one day? Everyday heroes presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care. Azuri, Azura Memory Care. We celebrate the average John or Jane Doe here who had no idea when they got up that morning that they were going to save a life. All right, let's go to Charlton, Massachusetts. A mother and her two young sons, four and five years old, in a car, driving on the highway there in Massachusetts. The car hydroplane, it had heavy rain in that area, flipped over, hit a tree, oh. caught fire. No. Russell Jennings was driving, saw it all happen. He grabbed one of the boys. Managed to get the kid out of the car. 
brought him to a safe distance. That audio courtesy of WCVB. Russell wasn't the only one helping. Agata LaJoy, she also stopped. They were screaming. The woman who got the first, she was holding them. I picked up the second boy with another person who came to help mm, us. So they're pulling them out. They also Okay, so the kids are out. Kids are out. Good. Still got to get mom. Here we go. Together we picked her up, put the blanket under her started to drag her away from the car because it was really starting to get on fire. First responders get there. Boys are good. The mom is okay. And the cops are like, holy cow, these good Samaritans. These people that came out and, and stopped immediately and, and went to action without thinking, you know, they, they were the real heroes uh, on this day. Yeah, so here's my favorite part because I know how much you appreciate this. So how do you feel about being called a hero? Oh, I know where this is going. LaJoy answered that answered that question the way any hero always does after saving a life. I don't know about saving them. I feel that I did what I would expect people to do for my family if we were hurt. Yeah, hero. God love you for it, but just one time I want one of these people to say, you know who I am? I'm Batman. That's right. <laughs> what would have happened if I weren't here? Right. Everyday Hero presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care. Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The 31st SB Awards took place last night. One of those awards handed out were the Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian Award, which Buck star Drew Holiday and his soccer wife Lauren took home as the award for the outstanding support of black-owned small businesses and nonprofits. The Brewers will head out to Cincinnati today to get ready for a pivotal three-game set that will begin on Friday as it currently sits. The Brewers trailing the Reds by just one game in the National League Central. And lastly, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the New York Jets, led by for former Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, were the lucky ones selected to serve as this year's team on HBO's Hard Knocks. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers are all set to enter the second half of their season beginning tomorrow in Cincinnati to take on those Reds. Now, about three weeks ago, if you recall, I came on this very platform to tell you why their 17 games in 17 days would be their most pivotal moment in the first half of their season, and rightfully so, it was. An impressive 11 wins for the Brewers, which saw 10 of them on the road, means it is definitely safe to say the crew passed that test. Now, though, comes the fun part, as Milwaukee gets to set their sights right away on the team they trail coming out of the All-Star break. But unfortunately for the Brewers and us fans, the fun just doesn't stop there. I guess it depends on your definition of the word fun. But to finish off the month of July, the Brewers will face the Reds a total of six more times. They will also see the first-place dominant Atlanta Braves six times and the Philadelphia Phillies three times with nine of those games coming on the road. Finishing the month of July leads the Brewers right into the trade deadline, which for this year is on August 1st. Could this Brewers team be looking to buy? Could they be looking to sell? Given the schedule I just laid out for you, that will determine how well or how bad they perform. The Reds and Braves are two of the top teams in the National League, with the Phillies as no pushover either. If a big if, the Brewers can withstand their second toughest task of the season. Look for Matt Arnold to make a bold move as the team heads into the finishing stretch before the playoffs. If they happen to fail this two-week test, look out, Milwaukee.
652 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Our teammate from ESPN Milwaukee, Jen Lotta, in the house this morning. You were asking about the weather. I said tonight, partly cloudy skies, so kind of iffy if you're going to do what you thought you were going to do. You know, I was thinking about taking the kids, throwing them in the Jeep, taking the top off of the Jeep and drive to <laughs> 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 Isn't that interesting how sentence structure matters, right? Punctuation matters. Comma uh, in the Jeep. <laughs> driving north and trying to check out the northern lights. Supposed to be good viewing tonight if conditions yes. are right in terms of us here on the ground. I'll be paying attention to that closely. Um, although I don't love the weather app on my phone. I don't love like it, it's yeah, great for temperature but it's not going to help me out with something like that. right? right? It's not going to help me out with cloud coverage and whether I can see the northern lights in Wisconsin. That's why you still need Nisnansky in them there to interpret the data. Because all it is on your phone is, uh, you know, data. Numbers. You ever been outside and it says 100% chance of rain and it's not raining? <laughs> See, have I ever been outside? Pause. Yes, I've yes, been outside. Well, yes, exactly. So. You know, I remember waking up my kid once because he asked me, he was like 10 at the time. He's like, can I see the, you know, the blood red moon or whatever, some, some type of right, the eclipse moon type of thing. Yeah, and and uh, so I woke him up. We talked about it. We looked at it. We like had a conversation. He went back to bed the next day. I'm like, yeah, so the moon. He's like, what are you talking about? He had no memory. Oh, God. Did you ever have a telescope when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a big thing when we were kids, I feel like. Like the, the kids in the neighborhood that had telescopes felt like they were the lucky kids, the rich kids. We ended up getting a telescope for one Christmas. I think we used it three times. I was going to say, I <laughs> three got times. Because right. I was like a space kid and, you know, a little bit into astronomy. And I desperately wanted this one that I saw in a magazine somewhere. And I got it, like dream gift, right? I can't tell you how many times I used it. Did you ever use it like to spy on somebody in the neighborhood? You know, no. throw we it tried, out. but there was nothing interesting <laughs> happening in my neighborhood. We did try, but it was like, what am I going to look at? The old lady next door? <laughs> I guess it depends. In, again, please see earlier conversation about things taken out of context. I, no, I, I just remember being sort of underwhelmed probably by what I was seeing through there. Okay, the moon was just really big. Yeah, right, just a couple a other little pock marks in there. I did not have the world's greatest telescope. You might have been able to see some constellations, right? If you were, maybe. But other than that, yeah, it was one of those things that it always seemed better than it actually was for a kid gift. Hey, hey. can I transition? Yes, please. Uh, I wanted to ask about uh, Northwestern uh, University. Obviously, there's that's a huge story this week. What's happening with their head coach, who's been terminated now because of the hazing? Where does it go from here? Do you expect? Do you expect other? I don't know whether it's other colleges or other universities who have football programs. Are they all going into their own, hey, coach, what's going on here? Can we make sure we're clear? I mean, is, this a, is there a scramble happening across the a country? A reset. So do you guys know what CYA stands for? I sure do. Cover your assets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I like yours better, actually. Um, I don't understand why these coaches who are making millions and millions and millions of dollars, in the case of Pat Fitzgerald, it was $5.75 million this year, but I believe he had like a 10-year contract with Northwestern that was close to $60 million across the board. I don't understand why people in positions like that, whose livelihood is so, I don't want to say delicate, but like... Anything like this could just destroy your legacy, your livelihood, your income. Why don't they have people that they employ who basically their only job is to warn them of trapdoors and landmines? Like, that's it. You're my buddy. I trust you implicitly. All I need you to do is tell me when something is going on that could get me fired. Because what I think happens in these sports spaces, 
coaches, you got a lot of yes men around you. Yep. You got a lot of people whose you got livelihood, a coach. You bet, coach. Exactly. Whatever Everything's you need, great, absolutely stay. I'll you know burn the candle at both ends. I'll be you know watching film and all that. Who is saying no to these guys? That's what I want to know. So maybe you. Take a little bit of that $60 million that you're bringing in, Pat Fitzgerald, and you hire a guy, one guy, and he basically just looks out for you. And then he knows what's going on in the program. And then he's reporting to you, and he's telling you, hey, I'm hearing whispers of this. I'm hearing rumors of this. This might be happening. And then they assess from like a risk management standpoint, whether or not that's going to get you fired. Let's take this into our households, too. And for so many of you, you got kids in sports, right? Like... Got to talk to him about this kind of stuff. And I think my message to my young athletes would be, you know what feels right. You know in your gut what what feels right and wrong. And do not be afraid to stand up. Before you go run into the coach to tattle on him, stand up to your teammates and just say, this isn't right. This isn't what our team needs. What are we doing? I'm I'm not standing in a line here to let you slap me in whatever way you're doing it. I'm not doing that. That's a really great point. The other point that I have used is I know there are people who are giving the president, the university, a lot of grief for flip-flopping, if you will, on the punishment, saying, oh, it was two weeks initially, and then, oh, public perception and cancel culture and all of that, and then you decided to fire him. What I said to my son, who's 14 years old, is it's never too late to do the right thing. So if you believe that firing Pat Fitzgerald was the right thing to do, if you believe that your program, your university could not withstand whatever reputation was going to go along with keeping him on, it's never too late to do the right thing. And I don't love that they've been criticized for changing their mind if they believe that this was the better outcome for their university as a whole. Jen Lada, ESPN Milwaukee. Great to see you, my friend. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Business headlines are up next. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Sean Ryan. Northwestern Mutual starts to bid out contracts for its $500 million downtown office building overhaul. That three-year project starts in fall and will include participation goals for small businesses and city residents. The public is invited to weigh in on whether I-794 in Milwaukee should be rebuilt, demolished, or just scaled back. Public meetings are set for August 1st and 2nd in the city for DOT engineers to collect feedback. Gray Jack Cafe opens at Marquette University's campus next month to offer a new menu of vegan and vegetarian options. This is Sean Ryan with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.